Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday, it is January 30th, it's 2019, and it's one of the coldest days of the year. Um, I'm, it's an eight-game slate, we're going to break down all eight games here, and I uh, hope you guys are staying warm if you're up north, because in Florida I'm actually thinking about going to play golf, but Grant, how are you doing, my friend? <laughs> uh, I always love these times of year where... It's freezing cold somewhere in the U.S. And I mean, I don't live in California anymore, but when I was in California. I'd, I'd call people. They'd be like, yeah, it's negative 10. Like, oh, well, it's 90 here. I, I can't go outside and I have to blast my AC. But yeah, that's it. Yeah, everyone stay inside. It's, it's not safe to go outside if you're you're up in the north Midwest. Yeah, it doesn't look good. Um, I was obviously trolling. I'm not playing golf. Uh, Wednesday slates are always busy for me. It's my busiest day of the week. But if you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, they have a big contest up for today's slate. They have a $25,000 pick and roll. It's usually around ten to 15000 so they bumped it up here. Um, you can only put 34 entries into this contest. You're not playing against people that have 150 entries. It's only 1,149 entries total so uh, this is a really awesome tournament if you haven't checked them out make sure you check them out the listeners league will be posted in the comment section on the podcast page on roto grinders not on itunes on roto grinders click the podcast page and in the comments i will have a comment with the link i've already been sent the link for today's contest and um, we bumped it up to 75 people Uh, i'll make sure we get grant in there and we'll play against you guys here for today's slates, uh, eight games, a lot to talk about. Let's get started. Grant, we get started with Charlotte at Boston. No total in this game, waiting on some injury news here. And one, do th- one thing that I do want to note, the slate starts 30 minutes later than it usually does. Uh, no 7 o'clock games. Uh, slate starts at 7.30 on the East Coast. Charlotte at Boston. Zeller is still out, and Kyrie is doubtful, and that's why we don't have a line. Uh, let's start with the Charlotte side of things. What are we looking at here on the on the Hornets side? I mean, this is a big, well, it's it's a moderately sized slate with a lot of good games. I mean, Kemba, as always, is in play, but I I don't have any desire to really play him in this matchup here. I don't know what the total is going to be, but I'm guessing it's not going to be that high. Honestly, no one really stands out to me over on the Charlotte side of the ball. I mean, you can take chances on Hernan Gomez maybe or – yeah, but I don't know. I, I, I don't plan on playing a single Charlotte player today. Yeah, Charlotte's a team that I don't have a lot of interest in as well. If you look at it, like, pretty much what you were saying, like, maybe Hernan Gomez, but their minutes, Hernan Gomez and Biombo's minutes are so random, it's just tough to figure out who's going to get the minutes. Um, so I, it's just a situation that I think I'll stay away from. I don't mind Marvin Williams. Um, you know, he continues to play a bunch of minutes. He showed us his floor last time out. He shot three for 12 from the field and one from eight from three and still put up 22.75 fantasy points. So I don't mind going back to the well here on Marvin Williams in a game that he should play, you know, 30 to 35 minutes again. So I don't hate him. The Boston side of things, 
you know, when we're looking at Boston here, no Kyrie. This team's really – Charlotte's been really struggling with bigs. Maybe we go back to the well on Al Horford. I played him the other day um, with Kyrie out in a matchup against Brooklyn. Yeah, I mean, he's got 44 and three straight. He only got 29 minutes. And, I mean, one of the main things with that is he ended up getting six blocks, but he still played well outside of that. Without Kyrie there going up against Charlotte, I have a decent amount of interest in Horford. He might be a little chalky, but I think it's worth it. Rozier's price is getting up there, but I think that he's still – very much in play if Kyrie isn't there. Um, Tatum, Morris are fine. I'm not chasing the smart game, but it's mostly Horford and Rozier that I'm interested in in this matchup here. I think that Horford is the much better play, though, at just 900 more here. This is all assuming Kyrie's. Yeah, assuming that Kyrie sits, I agree. Um, I actually think we could go back to the wall, Marcus Smart, and I think it's... I don't know if it's necessarily chasing because of the matchup, but this team, Charlotte, really struggles with shooting guards. They're 20th in defensive efficiency. They're allowing the third most fantasy points per game to opposing shooting guards. So I don't know if necessarily this is a spot we're chasing. Rogier played a lot of the point the other night, and Marcus Smart played a lot of the two and got a lot of shot attempts. So I don't think we'll get a five-steal game again, but I do think like he can hit six or seven X at his price tag in this matchup against Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I generally hate playing Marcus Smart, but – yeah, he's he's definitely it's definitely probable. But I I think that a decent amount of people are going to be on him here. So my plan is to stay away, but I'm not going to fault anyone for playing him. You could also play like Jalen Brown if you want to be different, like the contrarian play. Jalen Brown played 30 minutes off the bench the other night, and you know it, it's going to get a lot of usage on that second unit. Um, they started Hayward, but they're just they're not wanting to play Hayward a bunch of minutes right now. I think they're. I think they're really just saving Hayward for the playoffs, and we're going to see a different Gordon Hayward come the playoffs. Maybe maybe even next year. It's taken him a while to bounce back. But Jalen Brown is another guy. He was on the floor to finish the game the other night against Brooklyn. He played the whole fourth quarter. Uh, he's certainly somebody I think you can look at as well. Yeah, nah, I don't mind that at all. He only got a $300 price bump, so not a bad spot for him. Chicago at Miami, 206.5 total. Miami favored by 10.5 in this game. Um, Wendell Carter Jr. is still out. Hutchinson is out. Um, Gordon Drogic is out. Jones is out. Dwayne Wade is questionable. And Tyler Johnson is questionable. So, luckily, this is one of the early games, and we'll get some news here. Um, let's start with the Chicago side of things. You know, we do have a total here, and Chicago has the lo lowest implied team total on the slate by, like, seven points. Yeah, I mean, Levine, Markin, and Dunn are pretty much always in play for me, um, but this is not a great spot for them. Obviously, they only have a 98 implied total here. Miami's not a great matchup. It's a 10-point spread, so they could end up blowing out. I think Levine's the most viable out of any of these guys. He could easily go with go for 40 even if this game doesn't really stay that close here but this is a big slate there is a lot of good plays and i mean we just looked at boston and we saw four plays that might be better uh for cheaper this is just not the spot to go with any of these guys but if you really want to levine marketing and dunner fine or even portis or rollo if you want a salary saver but they're they don't stand out as good plays yeah chicago's a tough team you know, each and every night, it just seems like it's really tough to figure out. Like, 
Jabari Parker had a massive game on Tuesday, and they still didn't give him a ton of minutes. He, I think he only played like 22 or 23 minutes. Um, you know, Wayne Selden played 28 minutes, just he struggled from the field. Um, it, like, Markkinen's probably the guy that I like the most here, uh, and like Levine for, uh, you know, just pure ceiling, but I don't love Chicago here. You know, I, I would love Chicago, like, if we knew Lopez was going to maybe sit and Portis was going to draw the start, then I'd have a lot more interest in this spot. But with Lopez, you know, playing around 20 minutes, it's just it's killing the upside of Bobby Portis. So I would have to get some news to really be super, con- like, super interested in the Chicago side of this game. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of right there with you. Uh, Miami, on the other hand, and faced one of the worst defensive teams in the league. They struggle against point guards. They struggle against bigs. Uh, what are we looking at here on the Miami side of things? I mean, Whiteside's killed lately, but it's not like he's getting a ton of minutes. He's just being very productive while he's actually in there. Um, this is a great matchup, but 7,500 for when we don't know how many minutes he's actually going to get makes it a little bit tough there. Um, if Wade plays, I mean, I guess there's a revenge narrative. A little bit, but not terribly. Uh, I don't mind him regardless. His price tag of 5,200 can still easily beat that going against his old Chicago team that they're not very good anyways. Um, really, it's probably Justice Winslow is mostly the guy I'm looking at, uh, but I'm not even real big on playing him either. It's a good matchup, but it could end up being a blowout. We want him if he's going to play 35, 36 minutes here, but I don't know if that'll end up happening. If you want to take a shot on Bam, that's fine, but I think most of the guys that we're going to be looking at are going to be in some of the later games. Yeah, like, you know, Derek Jones plays about 20 minutes a night. That's, you know, about 20 minutes a night that can go somewhere else. Um, if Johnson and Wade both sit, I think Deion Waiters is a really good um, value play at 4,200. I don't mind him. I like the ceiling of Whiteside just because if he does, you know, approach 30 minutes, he he would absolutely destroy his price tag. But, you know, Miami's a tough team to figure out. They're all priced pretty much where they should be unless we get news that Wade and Johnson are going to sit. Um, it, it's probably a team that I'm not going to have a lot of it, you know, interest in. Yeah, yeah, kind of right there with you. I will note that like Ellington um, came back and started for Tyler Johnson last game and played 31 minutes and he's 3,500. So situation to watch if uh, Johnson sits. Fair enough. Dallas at New York, 217 total. Dallas favored by six. We know Berea is out. Cornette is out. Moutier is out. And Frankie N is out. Um, Dallas side of things. What are we looking at here on the Mavericks? Uh, Luca. And Jordan, that's probably it for me. I mean, I don't really have a huge desire to play anyone else. As I've already said, there's lots of good games going later. This game could end up being a blowout. It's just terrible right now, and I hate him. Um, so, like, it would probably just be Jordan and Luca for me here. Yeah, what, what stinks here is they really adjusted to the pricing on DSJ. Um, you know, the, good job by, by the sites adjusting to, like, the minutes that DSJ has been playing, but it, it stinks that he couldn't play him one more time. But 5700 he's kind of right where he should be priced. Um, I liked it a little bit when he was cheaper. If you're playing large field tournaments, I don't think he's the worst play. New York is an awful defensive team. I agree, though. Luca and Jordan, if this game stays close, uh, should crush value here. But 
outside of that, I don't love anything Dallas wise. Barnes is cheap, but the production's down for him. Um, I, I think you get more of a five X game than a seven X game out of Harrison Barnes here. Yeah. Um, the Knicks side of things, it, man, it, it's just like, uh, I, I guess we're just not going to play Cantor anymore. Um, for the Knicks, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, it, I was, the other night when he just was a random DNP, I guess we got base news that that was possible. It was ha- going to happen right after. That was not a fun night for me. Um, that's like 80% of a man. Now he's dead to me. He is dead to me. The Knicks are dead to me. That being said, I think if you're going to go with anyone over on the Knicks, it's Vonley, it's Knox, or it's Hardaway. I mean, none of them are great plays. And obviously, Burke, Trier, like with all the injuries, the guards there, either one of them could end up doing something, or even Hazonia or Kadeem Allen, apparently. But you just can't trust any of these guys, any of these guys' minutes. They're obviously trying to tank, and they have no – like this could – there's a very good slate with a lot of high-scoring guys, a lot of injuries, and a lot of – and a very good game or two later on. So going with any of these Knicks guys, yeah, they could end up – crushing their value but the chances of guys that are similarly priced in some of these other games not crushing are a lot worse than the odds of any of these guys going off here so i don't think there's anyone you really want to trust here on the knicks in this matchup outside of maybe a shot on vonley or knox just because i think their minutes are probably the most secure right here yeah, you don't even feel good about that. Um, I don't mind Hardaway in large field tournaments, just hoping for the upside game. But you know, you know, one night Dotson gets the minutes, one night just Mario. Mario had a really good first half the other night, and then disappeared in the second half. It looked like he was going to have a massive fantasy game, and then just disappeared in the second half. It's just the Knicks are a tough team to crack right now. Um, there is some upside with the Knicks. Don't get me wrong. There's upside here because, you know, if you get this team right, they're all really cheap um, outside of Vonley and Hardaway. So um, anything else to add here? No, just don't do it. <laughs> Pacers and Wizards, 217.5 total here. This game's a pick em. Tyreek Evans and Oladipo are out. Um, and then the, the same guys for Washington, Dwight Howard, Marquise Morris. Uh, let's start with the Pacers. What are we looking at here on the Pacers side? I mean, Turner, Sabonis, Collison, Young, Bogdan, if you really want. Um, it's a little interesting what they're going to do. Obviously, they started Sumner the other night, which ruined my Aaron Holiday love, but I still ended up playing him, and he didn't actually have a terrible outing there. Still ended up with 22 minutes, um, but I think that was largely due to a blowout there. Um I don't know. I, I Hopefully we get word on what they're planning on doing. Um, but I, I still, regardless, will have interest in Turner, Carlson, and Young, with Young probably being one of my favorites here. I mean, we've seen upside from him lately, and he's had a little bad game streak over the last two, but one was a complete and total blowout, and the other one was against Memphis, in Memphis. So I, I think that he could be in for a decent bounce-back game here and could crush his value at 5,600. I mean, not too often we get a guy at that price who's had multiple 50 or 40 or 35 plus point games over his last 10 15 um and with all the depot out he should be in for a little bit of an upgrade here maybe so young is really the guy that i'm looking at here but i don't mind turner's bonus or carlson or even aaron holiday if we 
here's something where he could be in for a little bit of a work, bigger workload here. Yeah, I really like this spot for Miles Turner. He's averaging over 50 fantasy points in two matchups this season against this team. So if he gets the minutes, which this game's a pick him, he should get the minutes here. Um, I think Miles Turner absolutely crushes his price tag. Darren Collison's price is too much for me to really be interested in him. Um, I like the Thaddeus Young call. I hadn't really thought about him. So that's, that's an interesting call. Um, I mean, so Collison... Colson, like he's 6,200. He just got a price rage or a raise. And yes, he did not do great in the last game, um, but that was a complete blowout. He's been paying up off this price tag consistently for the last like five or six games prior to that. He should be in for a boost in usage. I mean, I'm, he, I'm not super high on him, but I think his price tag's about like it's still a little lower than it should be. Yeah, I just hate playing Darren Collison. Uh, that's understandable be, i'll be biased <laughs> um i you know I, I would much rather maybe take like a shot on like bodanovich or somebody on this team that could get hot from three and you know crush his price but i don't really feel great about either one of those guys uh again the guy i want to play from the the pacer side here is turner i, I really love this spot for turner uh, he should he should crush in this matchup so um yeah, well well Washington side of things. <laughs> oh, good old Wizards. On a back-to-back, loss to the Cavs on uh, Tuesday. What are we looking at here in Washington? I mean, Beal's fine. Sadoransky's all right, but there's a lot better plays at around the same price tag in probably four different games. Um, I don't know if there's anyone I am especially excited to play in this matchup here, honestly. Like with the, how much I like the other games outside of maybe I don't know Reza or Beal. Like I don't I don't have any desire to play anyone here. It's just there's too many other good spots. I don't we don't have a total for this, but I'm guessing Washington total is not going to be that high. I'm I'm probably just going to stay away from them on a back to back. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out why like Gary Payton and Jordan McRae got run in this game. Was this game like I didn't watch any of this game? I'll be honest, but. It's a situation I want to pay attention to. I mean, Gary Payton got probably got in there and made a few shots, and they just kept him in, knowing they're on a back-to-back, and it could have been part of the reason why, but I, I, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, like McCray shot five for five from the field, and like, okay, I'm not like too worried about that. I just, I was just more curious, like, why the, those guys got any type of run. Um, Trying to see if there was an injury or something that I missed, but I don't see anything. So I'm going to have to pay attention to that on a back-to-back. Gary Payton just signed a 10-day contract with them. So um, let's move on. Memphis at Minnesota. No total in this game. Uh, Caspi's out. Green is questionable. Covington is out. Tyus Jones is out. Jeff Teague is out. And Derek Rose is questionable. Start with Memphis. Uh, what are we looking at here on the Grizzlies? Nah, probably no one for me. Realistically, I mean, there's just – I generally don't like playing Memphis. They're on the road. They've been terrible lately, although they did just have a decent game. They almost ended up blowing it. Actually, they did end up blowing it. I forgot. But it's not like they have, they're going to end up with a very high implied total here. I Kyle Anderson, maybe, I guess, you can go with. But I'm, I, I really don't want to play anyone on the side. I actually don't mind Mike Conley. 
I, I'm not a Mike Conley person. I hardly ever play Mike Conley, but he is very, very like his just his shot attempts are up. His assist rate is up. He has over eight assists in four of the last five games. Um, he has over 42 fantasy points in those four games. Like Conley's interesting at 8K. Um, I wish he was a little bit cheaper, but I don't know. Like Minnesota is pretty banged up at the guard position, so I think Conley could have his way here in this game. Yeah, maybe, but yeah, yeah, I guess he's fine. Like I'm, I'm not terribly excited. Like you make some good points. He's obviously putting up, put up 48 in the last two. He put up 42 in the one before that. He's obviously a guy that can put up huge games, even if his team only ends up scoring under 100 points. So like the. He, he can really get it done in pretty much any situation. This is, is a good matchup here. Yeah, uh, he got me on board with the Conley call. It's like, hey, go out and play really good. We want to trade you. <laughs> I think he wants to get out of there. He's like, that's I've what I'm saying. Pay. Like, <laughs> if he gonna, stays gonna... there, they're screwed. He's 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 not getting any championships. He's not getting anything done because he's going to get old real quick, and that's a big contract. But if he goes to some contender, then yeah, I guess he's got a shot. Yeah, I think his contract is the biggest issue. Um, obviously the Minnesota thing. We're just waiting on news here. We have enough news to you know dissect this a little bit. What are we looking at here on Minnesota? I mean, you can chase the Wigan good game streak that he's had. Um, I don't hate it. I don't like it, but his price tag of sixty five hundred doesn't seem terrible. Where I could see him getting it done here. Cat going up against Gasol, I I don't really want to. I kind of want to wait and see what the total and the spread is here, but I, I don't think I'm going to go for Cat. It's mostly just going to be Derrick Rose if we get news that he's playing, or if he isn't playing, then whatever his name is, Tyus Jones. Is Tyus Jones still out? Yeah, Jones out. It's been Bayless. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Let's forget. Yeah, so Bayless. Bay- I don't Bayless know is to... a pretty, pretty easy guy to forget. Yeah. Yeah, and plus 5K, I just glossed over him immediately. Um, yeah, but yeah. he's been crushing. Like, he has over 30 fantasy points in four straight games that he's been playing the minutes. Yeah, yeah, and he's getting 37, 40, 30. Yeah, he's getting a lot of minutes. I just, I mean, would you rather go with Bayless or a guy like Rogier for 1K more? Um, I think for me, it's really just Derek Rhodes if he plays, and then that's probably it. Yeah, we, we are getting real close to won the best game or the best game of the night. So, yeah, I'll be honest. If, if Rose sits, I'll probably play Bayless over Rogier, um, considering like Teague is already out too. So, but outside of that, like Minnesota is a team that I don't get excited about. Cat is always an interesting tournament play, always has upside. Wiggins, you know, the rebounds have been up for him with some guys out. So, if you want to continue to play Wiggins, I have no issues with playing Wiggins. He's been doing it in tough matchups too. So, Gets a, a, a little bit of a tough matchup here, but he's played Utah in the last two games and went for 42 and 50. So he has upside at 6,500 if he's going to continue to take like 23 shots a game. But Derrick Rose would have to be out too for me to want to play Wiggins. Um, it's the only way that I'm going to take a shot on Wiggins and Bayless. Yeah. Denver at New Orleans, 227 total. Denver favored by eight in this game. Jamal Murray is out. Anthony Davis is out. Miritic is out. Elf Payton is questionable. Julius Randle is questionable. 
And each one more is questionable. Um, eight o'clock game should potentially get this news before lock, which is nice. Uh, New Orleans is on a back-to-back. -back. A lot of people sat um, on Tuesday. Let's start with the Denver side of things. Jamal Murray out. Uh, what are we looking at here on Denver? Um, so without Murray in there, Sap gets the biggest boost if you look at court IQ, obviously. He's a guy that could end up with 10 points or 40, so I don't really mind him for tournaments. Um, I could see him in this game, in this high-paced game, him going off here. So I don't mind Millsap at 5K. is a little bit of an off-board play, but Barton is interesting here. He's got a he's at 6,800, but he should be in for 35 plus minutes here. He was playing the point a bit the other night. Um, I don't mind him at 6,800 because I don't think a lot of people will go there, considering everyone else in the price range. Gary Harris at 5,500 is an all right play, but I think there are better plays. And Joker, I mean, this isn't a bad matchup because he's going against Okafor, who's terrible on defense. 10-9, I guess we don't have a huge amount of, like, stars on this slate. I think he's going to be one of the chalkier guys. So, like, I still even think with that, though, with 117 implied total that Joker might – you may be forced into playing him with the decent amount of uh, value that there is on the slate. So I don't want to play him because he's going to be super high owned, I assume. But he's he's got to end up being one of the best plays on the slate, even after the dud he put up the other night. Yeah, and you can't look at you can't look at like the defensive efficiency numbers for New Orleans for the season because they're first against centers and third against power forwards. But they're dealing with a lot of injuries right now. That's not the the same guys that have put up those type of defensive numbers. So don't overreact to seeing those numbers. I do think this is a spot that. You can play Jokic. I'm not going to say Jokic is a lock um, because every time I say he's a lock, he sucks. But this is a spot Jokic should have a really good game. I, I do like this spot for him a lot. All right, so now um, you don't play him. Now you don't play him. Pretty much, right? Um, <laughs> you know, with Jamal Murray out, Monte Morris is playing some second-string point guard, but he just hasn't been doing anything even with those extra minutes. Um you know, like Malik Beasley had a good game the other night. If you want a tournament flyer, his shot attempts are up with the second unit. Um, I don't mind maybe taking a shot on him, but you got to know the risk. Uh, but we haven't talked about too many value plays today, so it might be a slate we need some of these fringy value guys. So um, outside of that, you know, like you said, Barton, the usage is there. Gary Harris, the price is very fair. Um, New Orleans side of things. Assuming that Randall sits again, like I'm just gonna keep playing Okafor. I said it yesterday. I played him. I just I'm just gonna keep playing him if all these guys are gonna sit and they're just gonna continue to give him minutes. I mean, I'm a little bit worried because of the back to back, and I think that Randall sat today because they are on a back to back here. Um, so I think that Randall may be in or back in today. Um, obviously, won't know, but I, I assume. I wouldn't be surprised if we got news a little bit earlier uh, with this stuff. I think that regardless, I'll play Drew on a back-to-back, -back, but Okafor, I have a little bit of trouble doing that. I mean, he's put he's played 36 and 37 minutes in the last two games, and 37 on the first end of a back-to-back, -back, when people are probably still going to be playing him at this price tag, seems a little bit tough of me. Or tough of me. So, um, But if we do get news that like Peyton is out and that Randall's out, then I think you have to consider him because they're going to have to do something regardless. And then obviously guys like Darius Miller are going to be in play just because the minutes are going to be there. But 
I, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Randall and Peyton playing today. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked either. Um, I, I think Peyton more than Randall, but um, it, it's really just going to – you're going to have to react to the news. If those guys sit – you know, you're looking at Drew, you're looking at Okafor, um, Kendrick Wilson, Williams um, played 30 minutes and he's still really cheap. Darius Miller, you know, we talked about him yesterday being a value play. If, if Moore is out, you got to pay attention too, because if Moore was just resting, he could be back in this game, which could hurt the minutes of like, could it hurt the minutes of like Williams or Miller here? So you got to be careful with um, the Etwan Moore news. Yeah. Yeah, it's good call. Um, nothing else to really add. You're really gonna have to pay attention to the news on the New Orleans side. Obviously, with them on a back to back, we don't have an injury report for them, so we're just kind of guessing here. But trying to talk about the scenarios to look at. Um, I think we talked about pretty much everything on that side. Drew Holiday continues to be a, a top play if Randall and those guys sit. So just keep playing Drew. I don't care what his price is. Yep. Atlanta Atlanta at Sacramento, 235 total. Sacramento favored by five and a half. Bazemore is questionable um, with the potential to return here. And uh, it's really the only injury news that we have here. Uh, let's start with Atlanta. Two teams that are not great on defense. Um, you know, Sacramento make, ranks 22nd. Atlanta ranks 26th in defensive efficiency. Two teams that play at a pretty fast pace. Um, Sacramento getting the biggest pace bump on the slate um, and their implied team totals are the two of the top three on the slate. Uh, this is the game that we've been talking about that we've been teasing Grant. What are we looking at here on Atlanta? Everything. Literally everything. Um, but yeah. Deadman is in a good spot here. I mean, he's been doing all right recently and every once in a while he can catch fire from behind the arc and do some damage there too. I really like Deadman here. But I also don't mind Lynn, who's been crushing it lately. Um, Collins is obviously a fantastic play in this up-paced matchup here. He hasn't been doing well lately, but he's still a guy that can get hot and average two points per minute here. Trey Young has been putting up big numbers lately, and he's putting up a bunch of shots um, pretty much every single game. And certain games, he's actually shot poorly, and he's still been fine here. Prince is probably going to end up with 30 minutes, assuming Bazemore is out. Um so, like, any of those guys are all very good plays here, with my favorite probably being either Collins or Young and then, like, anyone else. But this is a game you really want to stack up, and there are five different viable pieces over on the Atlanta side. Yeah, just, you know, Trey Young's assist rate is back to what it was, to, you know, towards the beginning of the season. Talked about him a lot the other day. Ended up playing him. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go right back to the well on him. Tarion Prince is still really interesting to me. Uh, they're using him off the bench. They're letting him play with the second unit, and he's getting more usage in production. So the minutes are there for Prince, and the price is starting to catch up a little bit. You know, Prince is more of a – I still think he's in play at 5,200 uh, playing 30 minutes and taking more shot attempts. But um, I really like Trey Young. I really like Collins. I like the Deadman call. Alex Lynn in um, – large field tournaments because he's only going to play like 20 minutes you just need him to crush while he's on the floor um pretty much everything that you said like i, I love atlanta here i'm with you i probably have three at least three pieces from this game um 
Let's talk about the Sacramento side of things. You know, a good matchup for them. Like I said, they get the highest pace bump. Their implied total is seven points higher than their season average. This Atlanta team is bad against every position. Um, what are we looking at here on the on the Kings side? So Buddy's all right. Bagley's all right. Bogdanovich is all right. But the two guys that I'm really looking at here is Fox, obviously going up against Trey Young defense here. He hasn't been fantastic lately, so his price isn't too bad right now. Um, I really like him, but the guy, my favorite spot here is going to be Willie Colley-Stein. So he's a much better guy at home. I think he's averaging 36 points per game at home compared to 27 on the road. This is obviously a great matchup here. And he's coming off a six-game road streak here. So I really, really like Willie Colley-Stein. He's one of my favorite plays on the entire board here. Fox is a good piece to add in. And then you can sprinkle in Bagley, Bogdanovich, Hyde if you really want to. Um, but it's WCS and Fox that are really the two guys that interest me a bunch. Yeah, Fox had a massive game the first time these two teams played. He went for 70 fantasy points. He had a triple-double. Um, so the upside is certainly there for Darian Fox. But I really like the spot for Willie Cauley-Stein, like you said. But the other guy that I really like here is Buddy Heald. Uh, Atlanta is a team that really struggles uh, with shooters. They allow the most fantasy points per game to opposing shooting guards. Um, wing players just kill them, the third most uh, the small forwards. So wing players beat them, and they shoot a lot of threes and make a lot of threes against them. So like this sets up really well for Buddy Heald. Um, he's a guy that I really like. He almost went for 50 the first time these two teams met. Fantasy points uh, had 27 actual points. So like Buddy Heald, Willie Cauley-Stein, Fox. Um, I want two of those guys. I, I think that this is a spot I want to play two of those guys. Bagley's minutes have been solid. I don't mind going to Bagley here at 5,400. I uh, think that he'll see closer to 30 minutes if this game stays close. But uh, I just love this game. Uh, I'm going to stack up this game. I don't love a lot of games on this slate, and I love this game. Yep, right there with you. This is a beautiful, beautiful spot here. We go from that game to Utah at Portland. 218.5 total. Portland favored by one in this game. Exum, Nato, and Cephalosha are still out. Nick Staukas is out on the Portland side of things. What are we looking at here on Utah? I mean, honestly, I don't know if I really want anyone. Uh, Gobert is fine. Uh, Mitchell's fine. Like, this is not one of the more interesting games on the slate here. Um, yeah, I don't know if I really want anyone here from Utah. Like, there are better plays pretty much at every single spot. I'd rather pay up for Gobert up to Joker or pay down a little bit. I mean, Gobert is always in play, but I don't I don't really have a huge desire for any of these Utah players. You can play them if you want, but there are better plays on this slate. Yeah, like, if I knew, like, Derek Favors is going to play close to 30 minutes, I'd probably play him here, but his minutes are all over the place, like, you know, the one thing that we continue to talk about, Portland struggles with force. And I, I think this is a spot he could have a good game, but I don't want to I don't want to play him not knowing the fact like his minutes are all over the place on, on a slate. We have some good value. I really don't hate Donovan Mitchell, but I, I really don't know if I could play him. Ricky Rubio in large field tournaments is interesting here just because the minutes are starting to come back for him. And if he's going to play 30 minutes at 6K, he's a guy that could go for 40 fantasy points. So that's, that's I guess Ricky Rubio would probably be my favorite play from the Jazz. Yeah. That's, that's not that's... saying much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Portland side of things. 
Nurkic is really expensive. Like, you know, he's a guy that's been crushing. Um, I just, I don't know if I could pay for him. I know he just went for 50 against this team not too long ago. What are you doing here with the Portland side of things? I mean, I don't know if I really want to pay that price for him, even though he's been paying it off. Again, they're just like, I, I guess, I mean, basically him and Gobert get stuck into my lineups if I need a center and I have 8K left because there's not a whole lot of other guys that I'm looking at exactly that price range um, for that position. But other than that, like, I'm not going on my way to go with Nurk. I'd rather play Lillard in all honesty, but even he doesn't grade out as that great of a play here. Um, like, this isn't a very good matchup here. Yes, he did just put a 47 that last time he played them, but I don't I don't know if that's going to be good enough on this slate here. To be honest, I, I wouldn't be surprised if I just X this game off completely and just stick to the five or six other good spots on the slate. I will say, like, this game should see really low ownership if you're looking for, like, a really contrarian game stack. I don't know how I would stack it. Personally, maybe Rubio, Nurkic, Gobert. Yeah, maybe, I mean, you can throw maybe. Willard if you want, but you're really hoping for overtime there. Yeah, like I said, though, like they're all going to be really low owned. So you're just, you're playing it for like a game theory type of play that you're just hoping for really low ownership. And just, you know, you know that there's a good chance you're going to finish outside the money with this team if it doesn't go to overtime or, or if it's not a really, you know, awkwardly high scoring game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's it. Let's play the morning grind game, and then we're gonna get out of here on this wonderful Wednesday. I felt like it was really fast. Like we broke down those games. There's not a lot of games I like today. That's for sure. Um, give me your favorite game to go over or under. Uh, over on the New Orleans Denver game. All right. Um, you know what? I'm gonna take. I don't know what I want to take. I'm going to take the under in the Miami game. It has the lowest total on the slate, and I still think it's going to go under that. Um, favorite play under 5K to go 7X here? Uh, let's, let's go with Alex Len. All right. Sticking to on brand there. There's a guy that I like down here. I don't remember who it was. hate when that happens. Yeah. Yeah, Len was just the first guy that popped out to me under 5K. It's pretty ugly under here. Um, oh, there was somebody. I'm trying to really quickly skim through this because there was somebody that I mentioned that was cheap. Beyond Waiters? It is Waiters. Waiters is one of those guys that, like, if the injury news fell his way, I would, I would gladly take him. Um... Give me, assuming that um, Kyrie is going to sit in, give me Jalen Brown. Nice. All right. Uh, favorite play over AK, not to 5X. Who you got that's going to bust today? Uh, Kemba. Kemba. Man, I like a lot of these options up here today. Um. Not gonna five X. Uh give me cat. Yeah, that was gonna be my other choice. Uh favorite six X play on the slate. Who do you got? WCS. 
We're going to take from the same team. We're expecting a lot from that game. Give me Buddy Heald. I think Buddy Heald's going to have a, a really good game here. So that's my guy. If you guys haven't checked out Fantasy Draft, make sure you check them out. 75-person contest. We filled the 50 contest on Monday and Tuesday really fast. So they bumped the entries up to this one to 75. So I'm expecting you guys to fill it. It'll be in the comments section as you're listening to this podcast. So make sure you jump in and, and play here. Uh, Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Play everyone from the Atlanta game. Then you kind of you kind of took my thunder. I was gonna say play play guys that you like. Don't force anything on the slate, even if it's gonna force you to play less teams. That that's that's my advice. So, all right, go don't go to a dentist, and that's my advice. When six years <laughs> out, it went today. Zero cavities. He said I have great teeth. Boom, it's awesome. So. On that note, we're going to get out of here since Grant has such great teeth and I am tired. I hope everyone has an awesome Wednesday. We'll be back talking some more basketball, maybe big game tomorrow. Good luck in your contests, and we'll see you guys again then. See you, kids.